But Isaiah 54, verse 17. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your word this morning. May it speak to our hearts. May it speak to our lives. And may we just hear you, God. Lord, may it challenge us. May it change us. And may we never get over it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are continuing our series called The Facts of Life, and it's on love and relationships, and we're talking about that, and hopefully this can relate to you in some way, whether you are single, whether you are married, whether you are, uh, there's relationships, uh, you know, that we have in everyday life that this hopefully can help with in some way, especially if you are parents, if uh, uh, relationships between siblings or all of that, so, so that's kind of what we're looking at. Uh, as we think about those relationships, we talked about last week as just some principles for healthy relationships, and that is encouraging one another. Um, also, stop keeping score, and that's where we keep score of how much we do right and how much the other person does wrong so that we can somehow use that for or against us in, at some point. Um, and then, of course, we talked about allowing God's love to fuel our love for one another because sometimes it's hard to love it's hard to love it's not always easy and and folks disappoint us and 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 upset us and so we need god's love to take over and to help us love and to be that third string of the cord uh that we need for a, a rope and so um so today we are going to talk about what men want because I think whether whatever kind of relationship you're in, you need to know about what men want. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say, women, there are going to be some times during this service that you are going to want to say amen, all right? You are going to want to say amen, okay? You, try, try, you, you may still have to say it some, but you know, try, just remember who's sitting beside you if that special person is, all right? So uh, you may want to hold back at, at times on that. But, but um, just want to first of all let you know some basic statistics about men. Now don't worry, next week you get to hear all about what women want. So, women, it's coming, all right? It's going to be ladies' night next week. Amen, amen. So, but uh, Pastor Kim is going to be leading you in that because I just thought that would be weird, me telling y'all what women want, all right? But anyway, so she's going to lead us in that. But, um, but we are uh, some t basic statistics about men, and these are uh, sort of alarming. You may not have realized this. I know I didn't. But 70% of men struggle with a secret depression. 70% of men struggle with a secret depression. You may be saying, well, I didn't know that. Well, it's because it's a secret depression. And this is just 70% that have actually admitted that, all right? 80% um, of the people in prison are men. 80% of the people in prison are men. 85%, uh, this was alarming to me, 85% of suicides are men. 85% of suicides are men. And then also women 
outlive their husbands or wives outlive their husbands by 10 to 15 years. All right, guys, that means that we better, we need to be a little help here. Amen? Amen. But what this, now I know somebody's saying, nah, that just proves something else, all right? <laughs> but, uh, but what this does prove is that not all is well with men. Men are not always okay, and most likely they are not saying anything about it. In fact, many times men shut down. If you don't believe me, all you have to do is look at two teenage boys that are playing video games. And I remember when me and my brother were playing, we played Super Techno Bowl on the Nintendo. That tells my age right there. And I remember the Atari too. So but anyway, we'd be playing and about the time that one of us started beating the other really bad, you know what the other would do? Reset or turn it off. Get mad and just turn it off. Shut it down. You know what I'm saying? And men are still doing that today. Amen. And so, so understand that many times men are not open. They just shut down, and especially um, when it's not going our way or especially whenever we just feel like we're getting nowhere. And so I want to talk about some of the things that really start to, to, to mess with men. And, and, and in fact, the Bible tells us that there's an enemy out there and that he's trying to feed us things. He's trying to tell us things that are going to discourage us. He's trying to tempt us with things. He's trying to do all those things. And don't worry, women's got their own thing. They have their own things. But, but, uh, but Isaiah tells us this. Isaiah 54, verse 17a says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. In other words, God's saying there's going to be weapons out there against you, but take the good news. God says that none of those weapons will prosper and that we can have victory. We can have that victory against those things that come against our mind. And so I'm going to talk about how to prevent that in some ways and, and for women uh, to help with that and then also talk about some of the questions that men are always asking themselves. So first of all, I want to just give the results of a survey that was done at Church of the Resurrection some years ago. It was a thousand men that, were, that took this survey, and 150 of them were single. So it wasn't just married men, it was also single men as well. And, and, and this kind of answers the questions, what do men wish that women knew about men, all right? So women, you might want to take notes on this, all right? What do women, men wish that women knew about men? And the question that was asked in that survey is, what is it that a woman does or your wife does that makes you feel loved, all right? What is it that a woman does, or especially that your wife does, that makes you feel loved? Number one was this, admiration. Admiration. The men, um, especially, uh, believe it or not, but all the men all the way up to 70 years old said that they feel most loved when their wives admire them and are proud of them. We talked about it last week. You, you, listen, folks want to know that you're proud of them. Your husband wants to know that you're proud of them. Your children want to know that you're proud of them. And so admiration, when you tell them that you're proud of them and that you admire them, and, and, and it's not just buttering up, it actually really does help men know that you love them. Number two was this, listening and sharing. Believe it or not, 
men actually do want to talk sometimes. Now, not during their favorite movie. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that, all right? But men do want to talk sometimes. They do want to share sometimes. In fact, sometimes all they want to talk is about themselves. That's one of those amen parts that you may feel like you want to say. Remember that Toby Keith song, I want to talk about me, 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 you know, and all. And, and so men do want to talk about themselves sometimes, but they need time and space and an invitation to do so. So you, they're not just going to just like, blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. They need that invitation and space to do so. Number three is this, family support. Men said that they, uh, that they really feel loved when the wife is attending to the physical needs uh, uh, and emotional needs of them and their children. In other words, they, they, they really feel loved whenever they see their wife caring for the kids. And that doesn't mean the wife has to do everything. doesn't mean the wife has to clean the house or do the cooking or anything like that. I'm just talking about that it, it makes men feel loved. They appreciate it more than you know when you are caring for them physically and emotionally. Now, my wife's a nurse, so I don't get a lot of compassion whenever I'm sick sometimes. Um, you know, it's like, oh, you're, you're all right, you're all right. But anyway, but, they, uh, but no, she, she does uh, love, show love. But anyway, but it, it does do that. Number four, y'all knew it. Y'all, y'all, now, I, I probably could have just preached this and then had a very short sermon about what men want. But anyway, yes. Yes. Um, uh, sexual intimacy. And, and, and uh, this is one typical comment uh, from those surveys that said, when my wife, notice it says wife now, wife, husband, wife, marriage, yep, okay, that's when it's, okay, all right, just throwing that out there. When my wife initiates this, when she loves me in this way, I feel close to her. I feel that we are sharing one another. With, I mean, sharing her with, with each other. And so there is no doubt that sexual intimacy is a part of showing love within that marriage. Number five, quality time, doing things together. Believe it or not, believe it or not, yes, men want quality time with their wives. And, and I think oftentimes is what happens, and some of that is sometimes with the children, that's great sometimes with the children. And then sometimes men want quality time without the children. Because let me tell you something. My children are here and I love them so much. But if everything, if any family in any family, if everything that is done is constantly around the children, whether it's sports or whether it's this or that or, or ta- and, and all, and it's only around the children, then all of a sudden when the children go to college or move out, the, the husband looks over at the wife and says, Who are you? You don't even know who each other are. You've grown, many, many couples grow apart and they actually, there's many of them split up after that. And, and when they're empty nesters, they're all of a sudden like they're strangers in a house together. And so quality time together with the kids and some time together without the kids is very necessary for healthy relationships. So that's what they said that men said that they wish women knew about men. But here's the questions that men are asking. Now, uh, Perry Noble laid out these three questions, and I'm giving credit where credit's due, but I thought they were great, and I kind of took my own spin on them. And, and, uh, so here's the questions that men are asking of themselves. All right? Number one is this. Do I have what it takes? Men are constantly asking themselves about that. 
They're asking themselves that about their job. They're asking themselves that about just being a man. Let me tell you something. If God made you a man, you have what it takes to be a man, all right? Just going to tell you that you do. And, and, and so, uh, and having, they ask themselves, do I have what it takes to be a good husband? Believe it or not, your husbands are asking that question of themselves. You may think they never worry about that. They actually do. They might not talk about it, but they are. Am I, do I have what it takes to be a, a, a good husband? Do I have, do, do I have what it takes? And, and maybe you're not married yet, and you're already asking yourself uh, already, am I going to have what it takes to be a good husband? Uh, and you, now listen, you need to understand that men and women think differently, all right? They think differently. In fact, I, I believe it was Michael Gruder, Gruger or something like that that talked about the difference in men's brains and women's brains. Some of y'all may have seen that one time. And he talked about the men's brains, or they have, men have everything in their brains like boxed up. It's all a bunch of boxes. And they can compartmentalize. And, and like work can be in one box, uh, um, church can be in one box, um, uh, sports can be in one box, and, and relationship can be in one box. Now, let me tell you something, you may not realize this, but men also have, what Gruger said, Men also have one box called the nothing box. In other words, there is a box that a man, there is a place that a man can go and think about absolutely nothing or nothing of significance. If you don't believe me, the next time he's sitting there watching TV and you're sitting there beside him and, and wife, you say, oh, you know, this happened at work today or whatever like this. And then after about three minutes of it, he turns and says, what? He was in the nothing box, all right? That's why, that's why men can watch a movie, and it, it, a funny movie for like the 30th time or the 100th time, and still, Tina's like, how can you watch that again and laugh at all the same things that you laughed at the first time? It's because that movie does a great job of taking me to my nothing box, and I don't have to think about anything else. Amen. Now, women's brains are different. Women's brains are not in disconnected boxes. Gruger said that women's brains is like a lot of wires, and all those boxes are connected so that when the work box hits here, it's going to affect the, uh, the, the, the spouse box, it's going to affect the church box, it's going to affect, and, it's, uh, and, it, and women's brains ends up doing like this ding, 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 da, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's why, man, you can say one little thing. And all of a sudden, oh, Lordy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you sitting there thinking, <laughs> you opened the refrigerator and the, the milk was out. You say, we don't have any milk. All of a sudden, the woman's brain, all that ding, 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 the ding, ding, the ding. Who are you to say we don't have any milk? What are you trying to say? I was supposed to get milk? Can't you get milk too? What do you mean? What do you mean? You're trying to say I'm not doing a good job? What do you mean? What are you trying to say? I should have cooked you breakfast this morning and made sure there was milk. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I just, all kinds of things. All right, but anyway, right, that's enough of that. But men are constantly, so they're constantly. Men are asking themselves, do I have what it takes to be a good father? Now, I know some of you had crummy fathers. I know that. I had a great father, and I was so blessed to have a father, and I miss him so much. But I know that not every father has been great. 
But somewhere deep inside, there's a good chance they were, for whatever reason, they were asking, do I have, to take chance, do, do I have what it takes to be a good father? Now, many folks probably said no and just lived that out. Sometimes they do. And I know it's different than being a father and being uh, a dad to somebody. There's a big difference in that. But, but men are constantly, oftentimes, asking. And if you don't have any children or no grandchildren, look, we have plenty of kids here that you can, you can help father. You can help be that guide for, that example for. So men are asking, do I have what it takes? Now here's what the problem with that is, is that oftentimes, all of a sudden, men reduce their identity down, and, and they reduce it down basically to, what they, to their productivity. In other words, men say, what makes me who I am is how, what I do, and all of that. And that's not how God works. That's not how grace works. In fact, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Y'all hear that? It's not based on what we do. It's based on what Christ has done. Amen? That's why I said, men... If God made you a man, you have what it takes. Number two, can I trust you? Men are asking, can I trust you? Men are, men are wanting to trust other men. Men are looking for friends, whether you think that or not. And there's so many times that men just have nobody to talk to. And men need other friends, need other folks that they can be honest with and that will be honest with them and that will tell them the truth about a situation. Men need that. In fact, Proverbs 27, verse 17 says this, As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friends. And that's why men need to be in uh, small groups together. Or they need to have friends or accountability partners and somebody to talk to. There may be some guys in here that may be going through a tough time. Maybe you need a Stephen minister. You know what? We always assign men to men. We do that. That's just part of it. And, and so there's men that can walk with you through a tough time and be somebody you can talk to and, and, and it's confidential and they'll listen to you. So, so whatever, that it, but we need folks that we can trust. But also men are asking, can I trust my wife? Now, they're not thinking, can I trust her like to be faithful? No, no, no. Can I trust her that I can talk to her and be honest with her and it not be used against me later? That's what men are asking. Can I be open about this and not be condemned for it? Look at what Proverbs 31, verse 10 through 12 says, Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of husband safely trust her so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Ladies, if a man, if your husband opens up to you and then you go to tell it to all your friends, he will not talk to you again. We need to be able to trust. Lastly is this. Men are going to ask is it too late? Not it is too late. Sorry, that was a typo. <laughs> it's not too late, folks. All right. <laughs> I meant to catch that after the first service, but anyway. And I must have totally missed it Thursday night. But anyway, they're asking, is it too late? That's the question they're asking. Is it too late? Is it too late for my marriage? Is it too late to be that dad? 
And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, in some of those cases, in maybe a previous marriage, and it's over and done with, you might be thinking it's too late. But let me tell you something. God's not done with you, men. God's not done with you. And yes, we can do nothing about the past, but what we can do something about is from here on out. And that's what God's looking for. And maybe a lot of times we think, well, we messed up on this or we messed up on that and that God just don't want to, or, or I failed here or I failed there and God just doesn't want to do anything else with me here. No, it's not too late when it comes to how God wants to work. It's not too late for some marriages. It's not too late for some families. It's not too late for some relationships between siblings to be as they should be. It's not too late sometimes. And, and here's the good news is that, that we, we don't need to just throw it all away because one thing's messed up. Let me ask you, man. Uh, think, about your, think about your dream vehicle, all right? I mean, men, just think about it. For some of you, it may be a sports car, maybe the Lamborghini, maybe a Porsche Corvette or whatever. For others of you, I know men, and for others of you, there's a very good chance it is a pickup truck. Amen. Yeah, I mean one of those nice pickup trucks with the nice cool uh, tailgates that step down and turn into a table and all that stuff now. Four-wheel drive, 6.2 liter. I mean, that, that very easily could be your dream. Well, whatever your dream. Now, if your dream vehicle, man, is a Prius, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We'll pray for you. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, but, but, but whatever your dream vehicle is, whatever you want it to be, all right? Whatever you want it to be. Uh, if your dream vehicle, listen, if you had a flat tire on your dream vehicle, would you just drive it into the ocean? Would you just take it to the dump and drop, leave it there? Would you do that? No. What would we do? We would fix the tire. Amen. Or call AAA. That's what I do. Amen. Amen. I have changed the tire. That's a whole other story for another day. But anyway, but, but the thing is, what would we do? We would get it fixed. We wouldn't throw the car away. We wouldn't throw the whole car away just because of a flat tire. We wouldn't throw the car away if we had four flat tires. Amen. We'd get them fixed and keep that car of our dreams. Or, or, or what, if, what if we got one of those cracks on the windshield? We wouldn't do the car in and throw it away because of one crack. We'd call Safe Flight or whoever to come out and take care of that thing. Amen. And to fix it. And folks, I want you to know that God's not throwing you away. He's not giving up on you because of one failure here or a mess up there. No. God wants to continue to move in your life. I love this, and I, I, I just love this, where Romans, anytime you start feeling like it's gone, or that you've messed it up, or that you can't rebound, or whatever from here, I want you to think about what it says in Romans chapter 5, verse 20. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. In other words, the law lets us know what's wrong, what we've done wrong. But listen to this. I love what it says next. But where sin abounded, Grace abounded much more. Where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Men, let's let grace, God's grace, let's let it begin to bring the victory that we need in our life because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Let's pray. Lord,
We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, for the men that are in here. Lord, we pray this morning that you will begin to do in our lives what we can't do for ourselves. That you will begin to move. That you will begin to help us see. Lord, I, I pray that men will know that they're enough. Lord, that if you made them, they have what it takes. Lord, we pray right now, God, that you will just do an incredible work in our lives. May your grace work where, where we fail. Lord, we're just looking to you this morning for all of that. In Jesus' name, amen.